0: Televoid. I'm one of your hosts, Mara Kate Elliot, and I'm joined this week by Lisa Eastham, our special guest host. What's up, Lisa?
1: Hey.
0: <laughs> Sad about it, I guess. <laughs> it's been an interesting Sad about this episode. We have got the <toilet> paper, right <laughs> couple days to miss. <laughs> um, and uh, we are joined this week by uh, special returning guest, Michael Swan. What's up, Michael?
2: Hi, everybody. Um, I'm a I'm a Will and Grace. Defender, but uh, I don't know how much work. Could you I could do this, this week?
1: Yeah, yeah, there's no work. defense for this. Yeah. That's <laughs>
0: very difficult. So, uh, if you can't tell by that, we watched Will and Grace, um, season eight, the final season, I think, right? Yeah. Um, episode eleven, bathroom humor, aka the live episode. So. If you thought the 30 Rock was, like, groundbreaking, no, people have been doing this for fucking
1: ever. But <laughs> not I'm, doing it incredibly well. That's
0: That was probably the first time it's really been, like, crushed, even though that had flaws, but it was not, like, this bad. So this is, like, insanity, and I almost don't remember it. I don't know if I
1: stopped watching by this point. Or I did not I remember it at all.
2: I vaguely is? remember it. It's a weird combination of, like, Live episode and bottle episode. Yeah, yes. It yes. Just doesn't
0: it? These these people got Porsches when the seasons were picked up again. <sighs> they could handle three sets. They only used one well, bathroom. The thing for is, everything. they actually
2: did a live episode for the season premiere of season oh, eight. Oh, did that? Sticking and Alec Baldwin is in it, and it's actually quite, like a good episode.
0: I don't even remember that either.
2: I <laughs> <They had> multiple <laughs> live <laughs> episodes. <laughs> This was oh, the second live episode of the season, and it seems like it came like it came about like maybe the premiere did well and like got good reviews or ratings, and they were like, "Let's do one more, but let's spend no money on it."
0: Literally no money. It was it was the size of like uh, an actual bathroom, probably yeah. it was a big bathroom. But Whose bathroom? bathroom. Not <laughs> not my room. bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, for it, it's Karen's bathroom. I mean, it's not unreasonable to see a bathroom that large. It's like just. It's, it looked more like it was a bathroom at, like, a hotel and not, like, her house. But, you know, it's Karen Walker. So, God knows. She's got huge bathrooms. It's probably not even her only one. Um, and then, so, like, it's the interior of a bathroom and they never leave the bathroom. Like, it's bizarre. Right? I mean, I, I don't even know what the plot was. Just them all in the bathroom. I kept waiting for there to be a plot and there was never the a only, plot. The only, like,
1: plot... And it's just the inkling of a plot. is just that they find out that Karen's been having this birthday party for ten years and never invited them. And they want to know like, what why. What kind of plot is that? And I
0: love... Okay, I am here. As much as you'll defend Will and Grace, Michael, I will <laughs> defend bottle episodes till the end of time. I oh, yeah. love them. They're amazing. They're my favorite. It's wall-to-wall emotions. That's the whole thing. And you don't have to have a plot. It could be as stupid as, well, you didn't invite us. But they didn't, like treat it like a plot. They treated it like this. This one, like, like okay. when when there's a when there's a plot that small, it needs to be all about the emotional resonance of it. And this didn't even go into that. Towards the very end, it sort of hinted at it, but like, I always go to like Community. I think nails their bottle episode because nothing happens in that episode. It's just them trying to find a pen. That's the whole plot of the episode. But it becomes about like the the group um, dynamics and. Personalities and all that kind of shit going on. Whereas in this, I mean, there's certainly supposed to be some of that, but it's so many terrible, like, er, like terribly executed jokes and bad, bad, this, bad. This hammy comes acting. across as
2: like you, you know, I when people are like, "Oh, Will and Grace is just a bunch of cheap gay jokes and like blah, you know, crude, and blah, bellas." <laughs> yes, this, was, this this episode was actually that. It was like it was every the cheap yeah. easy gay jokes like will sits down when he pees which you know is accurate but what, whatever <laughs> what's
0: what the fuck was that joke was that like a why was that a joke i don't understand it is that like an insult of you sitting down I, while
1: you're peeing i, I guess. don't i mean
2: it's a dude a joke. i sit Stupid down to
1: joke. pee for obvious reasons but <laughs> i guess if you're a guy <laughs> so it's supposed the joke to be that funny it's, that it's a
0: feminine yeah. but like this show was so far beyond that. Like, there was a point where Jack's wearing a feather boa of robe.
2: Like, why <laughs> well, a, is why them, like, is sitting for the down? For yeah, but show. why is sitting
0: down peeing the mo- the more insulting of the two? Like, it's ridiculous the way that they they shape some of the arguments in this. But like, regardless of that, they they have all this like. These, these these are lit- I had in my notes. Like, I keep forgetting because it was so bad as I was watching it. Although I do think that Deborah Messing kind of crushed it. Like she well, was the only one that she's really Deborah Messing, yeah, yeah. And she just could she couldn't be bad in this, even though well, she well, and, like, and given god, terrible. The material. best
2: part of the live episodes is Deborah Messing cracking. Like yeah. she's, oh god, god, I yeah. love watching her crack. She even has, if I remember correctly, she even has some scenes like in non-live episodes where she kind of cracks or slips for a moment. Because um, I think
0: they they did always tape live, so yeah. they they're used to this kind of like. But I, they just get the 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 bad shit gets edited. That's what's usually yeah. good about a non live episode is that you get the same quality of a live episode without any of the mistakes left in.
2: Yeah, and that's what I that's what I loved about Will and Grace is that they were four late live performers. They treated every episode like as a live a live episode, and yeah. they're so big and. They they play to the audience, and, and these that's are why that's these why it are like works so literal.
0: Well. These are like thespians. So yeah, exactly. They are experienced with stage. They are experienced with live comedy, live. And that's why like this episode should everything. have
2: been amazing. But yeah, and like, it's just put these four awesome. people, these four big people, in a room and let them just like.
1: Yeah, but if if the script is not there and it was not there, it there's was, but like they're a live episode of Will and Grace with these four people. Like, give them an actual
0: play to spoof. Like, have Jack write a stupid like, weird spoof of a play, and have them all do a play, and that would, cr- they would crush it. This Instead, they have this, which is just, like, it's, it really is, like, it, it's, like, almost like you're watching a uh, Three Stooges episode. Well, like yeah, it it's just,
1: be, it's just a lot of sniping that ends with a pretty dangerous fight with bathroom <laughs> products. I had
0: so many issues about that yeah. fight when they when he pulls the hair tray tra- tra- out, I was like, "Oh my god, they're all going to die." <laughs> oh my- Cuz that's a real prop. And then when it actually made the noise like you could hear it was live, I was like, oh, "Eric McCormick, you're going to get killed."
2: <laughs> now that would have that would have taken quite the turn. I know, that. but
0: it they didn't even go there. But instead <laughs> instead they have like this whole episode sort of, like revolving around a plot that is never even addressed. It's it, they they find out that Karen has been having a uh, birthday party for herself at her apartment with a million celebrities for ten years, and they've never been invited. And they only even find that out like halfway through the episode. So it's like, why are we even watching this? That was the only I'm, cool. Like everything else was almost just like a, you were dropped in on them at like the middle of the party. And it, I mean, for a party that seems to be so cool, you only see. Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer, so it's like that's you're not very cool, all these
2: celebrities, and it's clear they spent no money on this episode because they just pull NBC's Matt, L- Matt Lauer.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean they're not actually going to get Philip Seymour Hoffman. Well, no, Riff. but
2: there are there are people they could Or Liza gotten, Minnelli, you know, like, like, like they, or they mentioned Or even Yoko Ono, Oh,
1: I know they've had much better guest stars on Will and Grace before. I mean, they had like freaking Cher. Glenn Will and Grace and so. so many. And
0: their version of, like, literally star-studded power is
1: Matt Lauer. <laughs> so, that was the kind of shit we're working who, with here, guys. Matt Lauer, who also sits down to yeah. pee. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so.
1: so, let's...
0: let's. Oh my god, I don't even know where to go. So, in the beginning, we get, like, all those terrible... Like, first of all, too, am I, am I missing the part in the beginning where Will makes a joke about, like, when someone says they're talking about... First of all, it's bizarre. He says... Oh, this is... You mean an actual bathroom. When you said little girls' room, I thought it's where the maid kept her kids. Now, is it a maid other than Rosario?
2: I don't know. That was, and not
0: that I know that so was one of. So, does he not know land. Rosario's name, you fucking monster? She's like a main character, and he even calls her Rosie later on, so... That was weird. And secondly, what kind of grown fucking man has never heard the phrase little girl's room? Like, that's, just, that's like, the most common thing. And he's like, oh, I thought you meant an actual little girl's room. I'm like, you- he's supposed to be, the, like, the, the sane one of the group, and he can't even- uh made me so mad right off the- that was, like, yes,
2: the first joke. It's just terrible joke I- writing, it's-
1: <laughs> yeah, I want to roll it back though to the very beginning, oh. especially because I did not know this was a live episode. Because I think I missed most of season eight. Like I saw the finale. I know. that. I think
0: I like ra- didn't didn't a lot but, of people rage quit it because didn't she like start like dating full time like Harry Connick Jr. Yeah, or well, well yeah. as soon as
2: Harry Connick Jr. came into the picture, it it took a turn. Okay, yeah, I it took a die I, I have was like, a like bye. Very intense <laughs> hatred. <laughs> Of yeah, he's a, weird, he's a weird Leo. He's a
0: weird character because I love him so much, in practically everything else he's ever done. But
1: for something, yeah, about I think like Connick's great show, in other things. It has but not... my
2: opinion of him in everything. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, well, that's he was true such too. a <laughs> shit. Leo. Leo was such a terrible person, and it was the love of her life. And it's yeah, and
2: we're supposed to root for it over. So Leo, I don't remember him at, like at she, all. Ugh. Oh. I don't
1: remember him all. All I remember about him is, like, a
0: wallet and a horse and a coffee shop. And I think those are all related, but I might be misremembering things. <laughs> no, that sounds about
2: right. <laughs> and yeah.
0: I think it's, like, that's, like the, to be like, the romantic twist is, like, oh, my God, she's going to end up marrying someone. But, like, th- the whole point is that the love of her life is Will. And it's not to be, like, you know, a straight girl chasing a gay guy. It's, like, sometimes, like, the, the biggest love of your life can be platonic. And it's it's really ridiculous that they made it into this, like, at the very last second, they veered off to the side, and they were just like, okay, here's Leo, and I think that's why, at Lisa, you're saying you were estranged from it, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I know, I, like, literally just walked away from the show at that point. And, it's I mean, great. I
1: definitely want to talk a little bit about the finale, but we can save that till the end. Yes. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as I have issues, and it's like, this is my, finally my time has come to, like, speak about it <laughs> Now
2: you have the platform.
1: Yeah, yes. but I want to roll it back to the very first shot, which is, like, from a helicopter above the oh, studio, the, oh, and it's like, God. there's a Helicopter sound effect, and I literally stopped and paused it, and I was like, "Am I watching the right show? <laughs> like, what is happening?" <laughs> no, you are not, and this exactly. guy's like real excited tonight for stage like, seventeen.
0: shot over the studio, and it's like live from Studio Eight H. It's not really Eight H, but like whatever. It says and uh, like, stage seventeen unbrace. in Studio City, California. Yeah,
1: I'm like, what is happening? Oh, <sighs>
0: <laughs> it was it was infuriating because I just felt like what am I why? even though I knew it was live going in that was like almost like get ready kids it's your favorite show and I'm like ugh it really makes you appreciate other shows that have attempted live episodes because they're just usually a lot more um, ambitious I wouldn't even call it nuance but like they know what not to do now because certain, certain shows I, have flopped can I flopped. have like
2: a, a braggy tangent um, live episode anecdote real quick yeah please, please do um, I was actually in the audience in attendance in New York for 30 Rocks season 6 live episode. Oh wow. Amazing.
0: So was that really amazing to watch? It was
2: incredible. It was incredible. Um, and that's a
0: show where it really kind of lends itself to being live anyway. The yeah. The not so much.
2: Oh, it, oh was, it was a magical experience. Whenever they would cut to commercial, I would just like break out into tears. <laughs> It's, like, the magic happening right in front of you. It was very overwhelming. Yeah. And they were also on, and, like, it just... There was just so much energy that, that this lacked.
0: Well, and it's different because it's not, like, SNL where it's live, and that's just, like, their thing, where yeah. they know it's live, and it's always live. This was, like, people... Like, some of them, obviously, were experienced with live TV. You know, Tina Fey, obviously, and, and yeah. when hosting a lot. But it was... It was almost like you got to watch people step up to the game, and exactly. in this, it's like these people were were absolutely capable of that. But it's like the material was so weak that they did, even yeah, though they, they were didn't trying the hardest to
2: do, they weren't able to. I mean, it's not, not their fault.
0: And they were great; they were charismatic. But it was just awkward because I think the most obvious issues here is that like when some of the jokes were being thrown out nothing was landing and there was some silent yeah, like I was about oh to say, my they're, god there were jokes that the
2: audience straight up did not respond to
0: even like oh my god the one thing that it could have nailed is like obviously Jack's entrance, Will and Grace's entrance nobody let, nobody screams nobody like yeah. cheers was like, whoever was in charge of the studio audience also just let them like I don't even know they felt they were gonna handle it on their own I guess normally they do cheer for that
1: or apparently they, they didn't Apparently they didn't give them free pizza Like when you go to the Big Bang Theory Oh,
0: you get pizza that's I got pizza
1: trick. at the Big Bang Theory I can't brag about going to the Big Bang Theory Like 30 Rock or anything But <laughs> I, did
0: but I feel like pizza. That's the thing though I bet you, I'm not Okay, I'll say it, I'll fucking say it I'll, I'll fucking die on this goddamn cliff I think the Big Bang Theory Would probably have a better live episode Than this show did in this episode this if they did this if they did a if they did a bottle episode with just those people i think that they probably would handle it better because they always shoot on one stage they're used to the bottle episode element of it well and grace is like set after set after set and they're still great and they're amazing live actors but it just did not the way that they acted as those characters did not really lend itself to being in one little location like that and just doing like all these like ridiculously slapstick humor was not I mean the show definitely had that I, I remember that I mean, being yeah the thing. show's very
2: physical I mean Deborah Messing is, is, is a queen of physical comedy like, oh my god with the water bra
0: and all that shit it's always been that way I and good lord the whole character of Jack is, is just a physical comedian but it just it was not the kind of humor that the show did normally which was kind of like go off on their own like they did their own twist on physical comedy this was just mm-hmm. like as if they were going out of the, the book of like, wrote physical comedy beats, where it's, like, people spray, like, uh, foam in each other's faces.
1: <laughs> what it felt like to me was, like, a really horrible Frasier episode that doesn't actually exist. Yeah. Like, it it's felt like they were trying to go a for so- episode. <laughs> yeah, like, they were trying to go for something that Frasier could have done. And would have pulled off better than this, I think, as well. And Fraser, the reason you why
0: Frazier pulls that kind of stuff off is because you have a David Hyde Pierce. You need to have someone who is the straight man. Not to not, to no. not on the show, I'm sorry, that sounds ridiculous. Wow. Not hetero. Wow. And it's David yeah. Hyde Pierce. But, like, i you need someone, and even Frasier, obviously, to a certain extent, although he was a little bit more ridiculous at times. But you need to have people who would to play off of everybody here is this intense like personality so when you add the slapstick comedy to it it's like little kids fighting like when they're all fighting at the end it genuinely felt like i was watching like a disney channel original movie and it was like a cafeteria food fight like it was why am i watching this this is pointless and the audience was also just like okay because like they didn't even cheer they were just kind of like ah and then after the first it it was wildly uncomfortable two minutes it went over two minutes because usually you edit around the awkward silences. In this, it was just it would drag on for two minutes of people fighting, and it felt like it felt deeply uncomfortable and and did not come across as very even very professional because I know that they're capable of more, but they just seemed to. And that was they supposed were, to be the whole like payoff
2: time. of the episode. Like you could tell that like the episode was centered around this huge
0: brewing bathroom site, yeah.
2: fight that just.
0: It was wasn't even good. Was there. It's the one thing you have to nail. But so we can get to so the party that they're at. The this party after the live introduction, it's the, they get introduced to. It's just Karen and Rosario, um, in the bathroom. I don't even remember some of the stuff that Karen was saying because uh, poor another. Poor, poor, poor use of a character in this. Megan Mullally was horrendously underused in this
1: episode. Mm-hmm. She is
0: in maybe two scenes and doesn't do anything in both of them. Like she just yeah. kind of walks in and out. She is uh, again one of them uh, amazing stage actress. What are you doing that you would not let her do more? And she's usually the person who could probably like I I love this show and I love all the characters on this show, but Karen Walker probably could have held up her own episode if it was live. Let alone just like yeah. coming in and out. So to not use her in this almost felt like ridiculous but they already had the plot of the amazing plot of the three of them fighting (laughs) they had to to keep getting back to it Um, but so Karen Karen introduces everybody to the idea that she's in the middle of this big party Grace and Will come in Uh, Grace not usually the kind of person who does that which starts bragging to Karen about how amazing this party is there's so many celebrities and then weirdly takes another turn which doesn't even seem like a very Grace thing to do but whatever where she's Uh, playing a game of ass tag where she touches the most celebrities' asses without them knowing. And then she makes the hilarious joke that she thinks she broke Liza Minnelli's hip again. (laughs) I was like, that. first of all, inside baseball, inside baseball. (laughs) Like, that is... Like, (laughs) like, if you're keeping up with Will and Grace's live episodes and happen to know that Liza Minnelli once broke a hip, you are, like, their target demo. Pretty much. But, uh... (laughs) And then, so so she's not claiming that she's walking around grabbing people's asses. I'm like, that just seems. I mean, I guess it's a grace thing to do. It's,
2: it's pretty grace. It's not. <sighs> it the seems most like a grace Jack thing, but thing to I, do. I bought it.
0: Um, she sells it. I will she definitely at first it seemed a little more ridiculous and then when she starts doing it, you're like, Okay, I kinda see her in action. Mm-hmm. It makes a little But the thing is, the party's happening outside this bathroom that we're watching, so we never see her do this in s besides when it's yeah,
2: yeah, Matt
0: Lower's Lauer. ass, which is, we've always wanted that. <laughs> and, uh but like if we had seen more of the party, maybe we would have had a little bit easier time, like Finding some charm to what they were doing, yeah. but it was always just like all the fun was happening outside of the, the stage. So we were, all, I always felt like, oh, I'm like can we get out of here? I'm so like claustrophobic. And uh, so she she comes in talking about that. Will has made his award-winning. Oh my god, the fucking award-winning pickled Kicked shrimp. Kicked shrimp. I don't uh. even remember. This is again. It's like a weird. I've I never heard the phrase pickled
1: shrimp said more yeah. in my life in the, than in this just, 20 minutes. I don't remember Will ever, did Will ever like Oh yeah, Will cooked bacon? a lot. That yeah. was his thing. He was always okay. in the kitchen and like making dinner and everything. That was his big thing. I mean,
0: you'd think that he'd have an actual like decent meal instead of pickled shrimp. Like, if you're doing that all the time. Well no, you gotta be... throw out any
1: consistent characterization <laughs> for a hilarious joke about the pickled shrimp. About pickled yeah. shrimp.
0: I mean, so, that's
2: literally, besides, like, we've discussed the central plot of, like, them trying to figure out who's more embarrassing. Like, that's literally his plot is that, Runner like, he's upset just, about his pickled trim.
0: There there are three plot, well, four plots, I guess you could claim. Um, there's Karen's plot of her opening her presents, which is not even a plot. It's, like, something she goes and does. I was about to say, I don't even then-
2: remember <laughs> yeah. that. She
0: it's leaves just to so open she can be in that's the room. Like, that's, like, her reason for being out of the room. Uh huh. Um, Grace is groping butts. Um, Will has made this pickled shrimp and is mad about people not loving it, and Jack has had a tiff with his former lover, which is where this was introduced. Jack comes in after that. No fanfare, which I found ridiculous, because on this, sh- I mean, Jack walking into the room should have had an applause break, and yeah. I think it's awkward, because I almost think that Sean Hayes anticipated there to be one. Probably. And not like he was like, like, I'm gonna get, but it's just like how stage yes. works. Yeah, Especially exactly. with someone who's a character that big, and... There was no, but I think it's because it was, like, poorly managed or something, because it just felt like, oops, we forgot to, like, let people, like, screaming clap. It
2: seemed hackneyed and, like, thrown together. Like, there's, I don't know, there's no other way to make sense of it.
0: Yeah, and so he comes in and explains that um, he ran into his, his um, I guess, former boyfriend or war lover, You don't really know. Who,
2: who cheated who literally cheated? on yeah. him.
0: I, 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 that was the one joke where I'm like, alright, this is terrible, but at least it's a joke that could belong on a regular <laughs> Will and Grace episode. Like, that felt close to home. I'm like, okay, I can almost feel like I'm watching a regular episode. The rest of it felt terrible. Like, I don't remember the jokes being this, this bad. So, unless I watched only, They really like,
2: weren't. A, I mean...
0: They were cheesy, and they were campy, but yeah, they were never liked. Yeah, I mean, like...
2: there are definitely times the show isn't good, and this is a, a, a terrific example, example of that, <laughs> yes. but they had, like, great jokes.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping that, I mean, I'm hoping that, like, other shows that are, like, this good don't end up going to the same level. I guess it's, like, a thing. By season eight, most shows do tend to...
1: It's like, Yeah, they were just kind of, quality, like, dragging but... themselves to the finish line at this point. I mean, I think a lot yeah. of people agree that it ran it's out rough. of gas, and uh, yeah, it yeah. really shows and, here.
0: And it's just not not fun to watch. And so Jack Jack's um former boyfriend who cheated on him. And when he says cheated on him, he means literally he was in a bed and they cheated over the blanket, which is, like and that's Sean. Haney, that's really okay. Like I that's worth it for the first time, even though like everybody else is doing a semi like fine job. When he comes in and, like, repeats that line, I'm like, okay, these guys are really good at live theater, but they can't get their fucking hands on this script. It's so bad. That was the closest he had to a good, solid joke that he could, like, let land. Because he repeats himself, and then the crowd really eats it up, and it's like, oh, for a minute, it really feels like a good episode, and then it goes right back to being terrible. So I'm like, oh, okay. So then, because, ex- for example, immediately after that, which I don't know fucking understand, um, Karen or someone says it beats... They normally take Karen for dinner in Chinatown for her birthday. Yeah. The th- three of them, so all four of them go out. And then um, someone says, it's, "This certainly beats dinners in Chinatown." And then Karen, well, obviously Meg like she says, "Like I love Chinatown. Uh, you can get a huge bag of zipper. You can get a bag of zippers as big as her arms length for one And then I love giving little poor kids zippers, watching them unzip it for the first time, playing with toys. It's like warms your heart. I was. That is gibberish, as far as I'm (laughs) concerned. Like, what the fuck kind of joke is that? It's lazy. It was bizarre. I mean, she... Don't get me wrong, Karen makes terrible jokes in this episode alone. The the comment about the mule was enough to make it like, oh my god. But, like, it was just, like, not even... Like, to get a bag of zippers for poor kids to hand them out, like... So we're supposed to buy that Karen's buying a bag as big as her full of zippers for a dollar... And everything about it felt terrible. It just felt like, this is bad. I feel and like
2: then, Karen wouldn't spend right. a dollar on anything.
0: Exactly. And so, uh, so we could have easily just said, I love, like, stealing things and <laughs> giving them the poor kids. That would have made as much sense. And, uh, so she, um, she basically hints that she loves Chinatown, even though the rest of them are saying, like, oh, no, this party's so much better. And she's like, oh, okay. And, uh, they... We find out at this point then that they weren't even supposed to be invited. Rosario invited them by accident, and she gets yelled at by uh, Karen for that. And well, it, it it's weird because the, the they all the castle comes in, and then they all go back out to do all their individual plots, or uh, plots in quotation marks. <laughs> yeah. And um, and then Karen like slams the door, like, "What the fuck are they all doing here? Like, they weren't invited." So even then, like, you didn't- I didn't see that coming, necessarily, because it, they, she certainly seemed pleasant when she sees them at first. You could at least have Karen be like, what are you doing here? But they didn't have that either. They just have her behind closed doors, like, freak out. Like, Karen does not hide her feelings, ever. Like, why is she, like, hiding that she's annoyed they're there? for Whatever reason. And then she yells at Rosario, and then Yel says that she's- that Rosario claims it was a mistake, and she's like, the only mistake is when your parents met up in a swamp and made you in a hut. Yeah.
1: And and then of course Rosario, <laughs> says back to that. Yeah, Rosario says and I shouldn't have shown you the home movies. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is bad.
2: <laughs> it's bad, but I laugh.
1: <laughs> oh I god, laughing.
0: God Rosario really like she she will she will carry a terrible joke across the entire episode so if we need to. Um. So then, of course, I I did like the another. There was that's when we get commercial, but when we get back, Karen's like taking pills as Karen does. And she's like, How many of these am I supposed to take again? And then the lid falls down the drain and then she's like, Okay, all of them basically Which I kind of appreciate. She
1: like I thought she was rolling dice. Oh no yeah to yeah, to yeah. figure it out. But. Yeah, I know.
0: So it's a, but it's just very like they have a sound effect already ready to go, so it just like makes it sound like it's knocking all over the the, the sink. For whatever reason, she gives up on getting the lid back and then just swallows all the pills. Which I, I I remember as a as a kid watching this, like thinking that's hilarious. But now that I'm older, I'm like, that's kind of a fucked up main character. Oh, when I like
2: rewatched it at one point, I was like, I mean, it's part of the joke, so you know, right. you take it. But I was like, god damn, like, well, well later in the episode of, too, this is kind of dark. If you take it's away the very humor. dark, and I mean, oh, there's even god. a joke at the end where she talks about being high all the time.
0: Yeah. So, there's constantly name-dropping, which we hinted at. Like, they they keep throwing names around of people they're running into. And when they throw down Matt Lauer's name, I'm like, oh, this is another name-drop. But then he actually walks in the room, and, and the whole audience, like, loses their minds. Like, no one's ever done that ever, Matt Lauer entering a room, but okay. And uh, then, um, in the meantime, Lauer, the, the runner of Ma- Matt Lauer Hating Will's Shrimp, becomes a thing because apparently he like spit it up and made a face about it. I, I don't even know why th- we should care about that. Like that's just someone's opinion. Why would Will be annoyed at that? Because I don't know. I guess will well, is a kind delicate of little
1: flower. He feels very insulting. Jesus
0: Christ. And so, um, and then she also talks about uh, Will. Will is pissed at Lauer, although Lauer just goes back out, I guess, or something, or asks for Tic Tacs or something stupid. Yeah, he's looking for a mint. Uh, Yeah, to get the nasty (laughs) taste out of From that pickled shrimp. Like, why is he shocked that people don't love pickled shrimp? That's such a subjective kind of thing to eat. Yeah,
1: and then the joke is, you know, Will says, you just have a lazy palate, and he says, where in the world are Matt Lauer's manners? I'm like, oh my god. (laughs) Oh, Eric McCormick, you are trying, but it is not working.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was, oh my god. So, um, so... God, and so they the, uh, Grace also well. In the meantime, she grabs Laura's ass, obviously, and then she also says that she had um, grabbed Philip Seymour Hoffman's ass, and then he grabbed her boobs, and then no, he gra- uh, oh, the, yeah, you want yeah, to yeah, where you getting to the
2: joke? Of, uh, I laughed
0: at this. I absolutely laughed at this. He just uh,
2: he just won he a says, Golden Globe, and now he's you know what grabbed another one or grabbed another Golden Globe.
1: Grabbed one of hers, yeah,
2: and then and then and Will says,
1: the, "Isn't Globe?" Will
2: comes in with, uh, "I wouldn't quite isn't Globe call Globe a, a glow, little generous, or Globe yeah, is glo- generous." There yeah, Globe
0: was a little generous. It, it was great. And well, it was like a it's nice a continuing
2: s- joke of of uh, <laughs> Poor tiny boobs. Yeah. Yes,
1: and and he there's a there's a literal handprint on her chest. Because apparently Philip Seymour Hoffman's hands were covered in chicken pasta. Oh my god. <sighs> like, covered. I, it is a full-on handprint.
2: I didn't see the handprint, because um, I, oh, yeah. I need to get up on my, on, 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 on my soapbox for a minute. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had to watch a shitty YouTube thing that wasn't great quality. Because Will and Grace is not streaming anywhere, and that is homophobic. That is homophobia <laughs> in action. It's got their Why? Why, why isn't Women Grace anywhere? That's what I want to yeah, know. Yeah, I'm really
1: shocked that it's not on Netflix or Hulu. I do think it was on Netflix. I for almost a remember while.
0: being on there, but I might be misremembering. I don't know. I feel like I yeah. watched it on
1: there once. But-, but it's shocking to me that it's not on either one because NBC usually would yeah. have most of their the shows streaming somewhere.
2: Streaming.
1: Oh, man. Why, it's ridiculous.
0: But so, yeah, so, to... so, so, um, Jack then, of course, comes in covered in pink frost. Well, he says, like, well, Grace is like, oh, it's the most noticeable, um, uh, stain ever, and so they both start undressing, which I guess is supposed to be, like, a joke within itself? I thought the joke was gonna be that they looked like they were gonna have sex and someone's gonna walk in, but that, there's no joke, it's just Will takes his pants off and Grace starts undressing a little bit that's the joke, I guess. I'm like, I these got... are both attractive
1: people. It does not come across as a joke. I don't understand this. And I thought it was uh, funny that the audience started wooing when they
0: started How getting undressed. I mean, Jesus, I'm they like... look great. So, I don't know. But So, they're both getting undressed, and Jack walks in after, of course, her saying this is the most notable, noticeable stain of all time, like head to toe on the left side, covered in pink frosting, and then he says that he sat down in a chair after he got in a fight with um, Antoine about whatever and of course it's up to Grace to tell him that it was a cake and not a three-tiered cake chair which, <laughs> I, I mean, Jack's an idiot but Jesus Christ
1: <laughs> Yeah, I think that was too beyond even for Jack that, I don't know, that felt weird I mean, but And yeah. there's
2: so many, like, other ways he could have gotten that cake all over him like, if there had been, yeah. like like, a, a male dancer popping out of the cake, or, like, I, I don't know. Just, I mean, that's still pretty lazy, but it's better than he thought it was a chair. Like,
1: there's no way that Jack McFarlane wouldn't know what a cake looks like. Come on. Yeah, that's just, that's a little bit much. But, um, so, uh,
0: so he comes in covering that, and he then takes a shower, um, so then, like, people really start losing their minds in the fucking audience because, like, I guess the idea of, like, seeing someone in a shower is... But it's not, like, in a shower, like, showering. There's, like, a door. So it's just sort of, like, got no top on. That's it. It's so strange. And so, um... That's I supposed to be, I guess, like, the hilarious, like, oh my god, they're all undressed moment, which we've all been waiting for.
2: Well,
0: I don't know why. And at least
2: it... <laughs> It at least, uh, pays off as soon as Leslie Jordan enters the room, and God uh, bless Leslie Oh, this show Leslie never Jordan. had
0: enough- uh, Beverly Leslie was the best. Beverly and it Leslie was...
2: is iconic.
0: Yes, and he- and he walks in, like, instantly, just, like, fucking cutting everyone down to
2: size. That was- <laughs> and... that was one of my favorite jokes, is when he enters and Will says, uh, this isn't a good time. Because uh, he had just remarked on- you know, a, a half-naked man, a fully-naked man, and a girl who needs to get out of here. Yeah. Um, but uh, Will says, this isn't a good time, and Beverly Leslie says, and I'm saying it could be.
0: It's so <laughs> good. It like, was, see, that's it was a the
2: best joke, joke of the episode.
0: Yes, for sure. And, like, that's a solid joke, so I'm like, oh, this show can do great comedy. It's just so bad, the rest of it, that you kind of forget that it's actually good at landing these kinds of jokes. Yeah. And he's oh well he's always just fantastic he's a delight Everybody's, oh my god so brutal but perfect for this because they needed someone to actually call them on their shit um, and then uh, first and all there before that as well too Jack Jack's like we'll. Will and Will or Grace, Grace asks Jack, I think, why aren't you getting dressed out here like us? Which is a weird thing to say to someone, but she does. And he's like, I don't want to leave myself exposed to Will trying to jump me. <laughs> it's just like the running joke of Will being obsessed with Jack. I yeah, yeah I great. just always have loved that. I think it's so adorable. Um, and it also looks so weirdly based in some truth is the best. Um, so, uh, but then Beverly Leslie shows up. Uh, in the meantime, he's the one that spills the beans. They they kind of already knew something was up, because Karen's kind of MIA, but he's the one that says, oh, it's nice to see you guys here for the first time, and they're like, what do you mean? This is her first time throwing this party, and then he's like, and then he gets like, oh... Might have been indiscreet, and then just sort of like like flick bats his eyelashes and like tiptoes <laughs> yeah, the fuck oh. out of the episode, and then I mean he pokes back in just to rub it ten in. Ten like, years, in case yeah. you didn't get that, she's been having this for ten years and not inviting you. And then they're all like <laughs> MVP,
1: MVP, hands
0: down. And like, for why sure. wasn't the episode all that kind of shit? Like that's funny. This was other stuff was not funny. It was not. Oh God, it was embar- it was embarrassing. But so they're all, li- and then of course they're all, they- both Will and Grace gasp and then Jack gasps. but Jack means, even worse, Karen uses Costco shampoo and then pulls out like this like massive shampoo dispenser, which is like, I guess that's an insult, but like, I don't know. I well, guess I guess for Karen, sh- you
2: know, you wouldn't expect her to even go to Costco.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, so um, so she, so she uh, she's now exposed to having not invited them and they're all pissed. Jack comes out, first wrapped up in a towel and a little headband, and then switches over to a feather boa robe, and, like, bright pink, crazy feather boa. And it literally was, like, f- like flicking around the room, and they're all just, like, stewing in their anger, so you know, like, obviously that's why this fight's gonna happen, is they're all kind of pissed off. And is it... I think it's when Rosario comes back in, Rosario mentions that it's only one of them that she's embarrassed, so that the reason why she doesn't fight the rest of them. So... They thought that they just weren't all getting invited, but then when Rosario says that, they think it's one person's fault in particular. Yeah. So they're trying to blame which of them it is? (laughs) Which is clearly... Like, they're all... I mean, at this point, the joke is obviously that they're all embarrassing-looking because Will's not wearing pants, Grace's top... Well, her dress is off. She's in a slip. And then Jack is walking around in a pink feather boa (laughs) robe. um, And they're just like, I wonder which one it could be. Um, in the meantime though, I I forget I don't like some of the the scenes it was hard to even take notes because so much of the like one line. Yeah, bad joke bad after joke. bad joke after bad joke. So Yeah. I it would just be copying down like really bad jokes, but essentially they're all just making fun of each other and like like ha ha, ha you suck, ha, ha ha, you suck. And then there's a pretty great one where um they someone I think it's Jax's Grace or Will to Grace that like you don't know what you're fucking talking about. You're embarrassing too. You asked John McCain, or you told John McCain, "I love yeah. you and cheaper by the dozen." <laughs> I was like that's great. That was
2: that was, that that was, was quite good, good
0: too. And Deborah Messing really like in this scene especially. Even though she does almost break it a second afterwards, like she's really good. Like it almost feels like a regular episode of the show for a couple seconds because you. I mean, that's the great element of this is it. Usually, these shows are edited heavily, and I guess that they probably have more than one camera going, usually. But, like, this is very impressive to see her pretty much perform as if it's a regular episode, because it's happening live. So, someone who's that great and, like, can practically... It's kind of saying, like, look, she can nail this shit on her first take. Like, that's impressive to see. And that's sort of what she does in this, where she just sort of... She makes fun of Will, and then she's like, well, you know what I see when I hear you talk or say something? And then just goes, like, wa la wa la, And then Will says back to her, or Jacks I can't Pause remember it who was it. was Jack, yeah. Okay, they're both, like, everyone's sniping at each other. It's like a snipe fest. And then um, he says back to her, uh, well, you know what I see when I look at you? William Hurt in a wig. And <laughs> everyone yeah. loses their, like, they have to stop for a second because you can tell that they both almost break. And they have to, like, take a breath. And power to, to Eric McCormick for plowing through because he, I don't. Think He's he the only one much. I
1: don't. I did not see break in this episode. He almost breaks he, when Karen first comes yeah, back in, but he really held he it together better than anyone. I mean, everybody he, else. Broke. He
2: usually does, uh, like Deborah will crack like like that, and then then and then, uh, and then uh, Sean Hayes. Sean, Sean Hayes, Hayes was will... fucking
1: on another planet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when he broke, yeah. he just like fell apart internally,
0: like. Yeah, he was he, he was He melted like, inside. Like, he didn't even care. Like he wasn't the kind of broken where at least I mean when Deborah Messing broke, she was like trying to keep it in character. Like she was like holding her mouth together. But when when uh when Sean Hayes broke, he was just like his arms were like shaking and everything was shaking. He was just, was off in his just face. Like, like didn't care. Yeah. Just like whatever. And uh so the two of them kind of keep together. They cut over to Will, of course, in the meantime, who is who our Cormac, is really kind of has it locked down. If he does, if he does get a little close to breaking, it's only for a second, and it's, it's because he knows he doesn't have any lines. Like when he has lines, and I will say, even Deborah Messing, even though she was like basically on the verge of breaking, she just, like turns back to the, like another line and just instantly is right back in. Yeah, she in pulls it in. A pompous bore. Yeah, and it was really impressive because she was on, she was like teetering on the edge of cracking up. And then turns and delivers a deadly, serious, like, reprimand to him. So it's, like, kind of impressive to go from, like, zero to 60. And then, uh, in the meantime, she, in, like, she calls Will a pompous boar. Uh, Will gets really pissed. Uh, run, walks over, grabs this, like, comically large, uh, Face powder. Like, uh, foundation. Yeah. Face powder stuff. From Karen was always putting on her face. And goes to chuck it in Grace's face. Grace ducks. It hits, it hits Jack right in the face. And then literally, it's all you can do not to hear Benny Hill music playing in the background because it just becomes like well, obviously Grace gets hit with the what? Ready Whip? In res- was it Ready Whip or something? Like what the supposed fuck to is be shaving whip? cream? I
2: think uh, like I'm Why is there
1: shaving cream
2: it's in the like like mousse.
1: I don't know, Laura. Like I think mousse. shaving cream in a bathroom makes more sense than Ready Whip though. But like it's on the counter where I guess maybe you get to stand. I guess there. it could. I could it could have been mousse, like Michael said, maybe, but oh, it's not. It can't mousse. be whipped cream. I, it no. looked like a whipped cream to me. Like, it looked like the container was—a whipped cream container. I, I was say, cream.
2: I mean, it probably well, was actually. I mean, whipped yeah, I'm sure but. it really
1: was, because they're not going to f- spray a chemical into, you know, their actors' <laughs> eyes who make <laughs> millions great. of dollars. Yeah. But uh,
0: yeah, so it was on on the um, kitchen sink ledge thing, and but it should be the, in the, in the, the shower. That's why I was like, what? But so they they spray that in, in Grace's face, um, and then. They pretty much just take turns spraying each other. There is a nice... The only, like, solid physical comedy beat is when uh, Deborah Messing, like, already covered in... Like, her face literally, like, obscured with the, the whipped cream, grabs lotion and goes to spray Will, I think, who hasn't gotten hit with anything yet, mm-hmm. goes to spray him in the face, and because she's blinded by it, it sprays backwards and she hits herself in the face. <laughs> that
2: was so yeah. good, because it was so quick after the last one, too, like...
0: and like it's just again it's like they can do the physical comedy but like the reason why like that felt great to watch is like because you just watched a full minute and a half or like
2: because you just seen the combination of like everybody was like going going trying to hit somebody else but hit the other one by mistake and you'd seen Mm -hmm. almost every combination of them like do that and it was Mm -hmm. like oh well how 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 else could she mess up this one who's she gonna hit by accident this time and then it comes in her own face (laughs) and it was so good (laughs)
0: and And honestly, like that is she's great at physical comedy. Obviously they all are decent. But the reason why those beats usually work on a regular episode of the show is even if there are elements of it that are funny, they're not like lingering too long. Like yeah. we have to sit and watch them covered in the whipped cream, not cutting. For a full thirty seconds, and when you're when it feels like thirty seconds might sound like a short amount of time, but when you're watching something live, it, in yeah. and it goes screen, forever. It drags. It really drags. And the audience is like, should we keep laughing? Like, what are we waiting for? And then they they know they have something else to do, but the its episodes been timed out because live TV you have to time out when things are gonna happen because otherwise you're not gonna leave enough room for reactions. And so it's just awkward because they just seem to be like, well, we we'll had to wait for our next mark, and then we're all stuck, sta- like staring at them, not moving, and it's very awkward <laughs> to, to watch. Especially because it's not, looks, looks very uncomfortable because they're covered in whipped cream or, or powder, or in, in Will's case, eventually lotion. Like they eventually they both do spray Will at the same time, so that he's covered and everything. Which another ha-ha-ha. another
2: joke I actually really liked was. Um, when she's spraying Jack the uh, and he says, Oh, don't get vising in my eyes. and then like yeah. He blinks. And like a few minutes later, he's like, Oh, that's better. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's not. And then there's, there's, an, there's another decent scene, which I can't tell if it's Sean Hayes, just breaking and not caring, or it's hard to tell a little bit because everything, but by that point, like we're, we're mentioning the good bits of the physical comedy, it then continues to go on, not just the 30 seconds of the original bit. It goes on for like another minute after that, where it's like well, this is completely over the top and pointless. So you don't even need to keep going at this point. Um, and there's a great, there's a great bit where Sean Hayes, I think, did either just crack or he's off in his own world, like you're saying, Lisa, where he is, they're all they're spraying stuff and and he's getting stuff sprayed at him, but he's like using it to like. Uh, moisturize his face and like uh, style his hair and like he just doesn't really give a shit like he's they're both like like livid about it and he's just trying to like roll with it which again it, it, it could be that it's just Jack being Jack um, but it certainly also seems like he's kind of already as well I'm gonna have fun with it because the crowd's already kind of losing their minds over what's happening and then they they kind of like tussle all over the place and then eventually bump into a cabinet uh, door in, next to the sink <laughs> And then, thousands of prescription (laughs) bottles (laughs) managed to, like, I mean, (laughs) when they come flying out, it is like, it it really is, on purposely comedic, because it is thousands, and it is, they're being projectiled out (laughs) of it. It's not like they're being, like, it's not like they fell out of a cabinet. It's like there's somebody dumping it from, like, a funnel for a good minute of just, like, it It goes goes on. It goes
2: on. I I do it's, wish like they had like, there had been either like shortly after or like later in the scenes there had been like a random like one or few that like just kind of like, came stragglers out later. that came out See, later.
0: That, that's where I was thinking they should instead of the tampon and Grace's hair it should have been a pill bottle. That would have been great. Yeah, I was but waiting have, for the other her.
2: prescription bottle to <laughs> drop.
0: <draw>. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But so they so they're all like, Oh my god, what the fuck? And then yeah. I think that's when Karen gets back in, but either way it's they all kind of like, yeah, a Karen... and like holy shit. Then of course there's con- that the reason why they bump into it, they're like throwing cotton balls at each other, so there's cotton balls everywhere as well. Which is like nothing says hilarious, like a bunch of people but a grown adult throwing cotton balls cotton at ball each other fight. for a minute. <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening? And then um so Rosario and Karen come back in. Rosario uh, explains that she'll clean it up, don't worry about it. This I actually did laugh at as well, although the editing was awkward because it's live TV and they couldn't do a normal cutaway, so they have Rosario off to the side cleaning up with a vacuum, like a Ghostbuster style vacuum, and then um, Karen's, like, just reprimanding them. I don't even know what she was saying. It was, like, kind of like that, like, Charlie Brown noise. Well, first, because...
1: the first thing she says is she sees the pill bottles and she's like, now I'm gonna have to climb up on the roof and load them <laughs> oh, back right, into the hatch. Oh, back in. Yeah. And
0: then she just... Basically, just remands them where she just says, well, you guys are being idiots! Like, what the what the hell are you doing in my bathroom?" Well, and then Will offers to help Rosario clean up, and <laughs> Karen's like, "Don't fucking offer to help her! She makes three hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. I, was I like, love of that she does. Yeah, of
2: course she, she has to
1: yeah. to put up with all of Karen's crap. I mean, yes. and
0: yeah. there's a great bit where, um, well, that's when they break. That's exactly when they. That's the scene where everyone li- literally I- breaks
1: i was like okay what exactly was it i think that made them break and i think it's because sean hayes looks back at deborah messing and she has these two cotton balls stuck to her forehead that almost <laughs> look like where there used to be horns or something and it, it's just that. like the way they're placed and they're just and they look like these big marshmallows like stuck to her head and i think he, he sees it and he, it's
0: just he takes one look and just loses yeah, it yeah he's done and he just starts He just laughing. And it's not like a break where it's like you could try and like pretend like you were laughing at a joke in the scene. No. He just breaks. And then they all kind of break. And it's more obvious when Megan Mullally breaks because she never breaks on the show. So it was clearly like she's breaking. But Eric McCormick, again, really just like pulling up by his bootstraps, just refusing to break. And then has a couple of lines about like, you know, offering to help her. That's where the $350,000 a year it comes in. Uh, but the joke that they're trying to get out amidst the breaking was, what what kind of prescription plan are you on? <laughs> and that literally, like, like, and then he, and he, and it's great, because you get to see Eric McCormick, like, basically wait for them all to carry their shit yes, together. Yes, yeah. And then he goes, like, uh, it's probably the sneaking, a, uh, what is it? A like sneak a truck across the, oh, Canada. Canada
1: across the Canadian border. the Canadian border.
0: And it's not even a good joke, but it's like
1: enough. I mean, Eric like, McCormick oh, God. is being the consummate professional here. Because he doesn't even yes. like try to get his line out while they're still going. He's just like, nope. He waits. Give it a and moment, then goes, and then I'll get is, my line out. It's
0: very like. Which is, again, somebody who works in TV probably knows that that's usually where they cut, but we get to watch. The, which I, that I don't mind as much, even though you're like, all right, they're breaking. It's kind of sweet. But the other stuff, it's like the lingering other stuff that would have been edited out, which is a little bit more. But that's yeah. another scene that would have been edited. I,
1: I think if this, if this had been a good episode, if it had been a really solid episode, it might have been annoying that they were breaking because, you know. But I think because the rest of the episode is so bad, you're like, oh no, this Yeah, yeah it was fun, fun to watch
2: them have fun Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a scene where they yeah, really have fun. Like, I
1: would rather just watch 20 minutes of the four of them goofing around. Like, Yeah, that's part that of it. Pretty... It seems like they weren't having enough fun
0: during all. I mean, the, the fight scene's obviously, like, goofy, but it's just very drab too like it's not very i don't know it just it comes across as very annoying but um so in the meantime though they they um they do get it back together more or less although megan has to like really really like try and get it together um because it's probably harder to be looking directly at them because she's she has just walked into the room and they're all looking at her so at least they don't have to stare each other in the face as that like that must be the most difficult thing to not laugh when someone's laughing in your face is probably difficult, um, and it's, it's it just depends on what you like. If you if you don't like people breaking, that might be probably annoying to a lot of people. I found it fine, but some people like hate that Jimmy Fallon always broke on SNL. That was like, it's the one of
2: those popular. things you have to break like a certain amount. It's like once you become like known for breaking, or it, there's just a line. There's just a line. It's yeah, like sometimes it's, you want to see the sketch, and like like Lisa was saying, like the quality of the sketch can definitely make a difference. Like if it's taking you out of a really good sketch, it can get. It can get annoying. But then
0: there are some sketches that are only funny because I'm on breaks. So, yeah. Like, it's it's tough. Like I always think of the, I'll link in the description the Debbie Downer.
2: Um, oh my sketch god! Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: From SNL is a hundred percent funny because people with I think it's Lindsay Lohan where people yep. just they like they're they sobbing by the end of it at they're, at they're just, just sobbing they That's don't even have anything to say because it's so sketch. funny and it I don't know that it would be as funny if it was a straight take I mean it, it probably it would it be, be funny, funny
2: but it wouldn't be as like as iconic. Iconic. As it is.
0: It's, yeah. Because it's, yeah. like, what's so great about that is that all, even though Rachel Dratch does eventually break <laughs> by the end of it, she remains not breaking while everyone around her is broken. So it's even more, it's almost like the Debbie Downer becomes meta and she's a real-life Debbie yeah. Downer and yeah. it's amazing. Although she Rachel does Dratch,
1: Rachel Dratch was doing what Will Farrell used to do on SNL, which is like, try so hard not to break that you could see the tears in his eyes. Yes. It's amazing. It's that amazing. was, like, the Will Ferrell thing, it was, like, he, he did not want to break, and he would, every time, his eyes would just water up and, like, turn red.
0: And that's, I mean, that is someone who you're either going to love it or hate it, because you either want them to break or you don't, and I find that even more hilarious, because it's just, it's almost like you're staring into the sun for a moment, like, someone's, <laughs> someone's pure, like, that's, like, the Eric McCormick bit in this, where it's, like, someone's pure uh, desire to have a scene come to fruition is like blinding at times so it's like it's it's very interesting to see her see like uh drach and that and will ferrell and his stuff and then in this eric Corey to a degree it's, it's a lot smaller of a, a, a situation but it's still really interesting to see all of them like genuinely kind of lose it and him keep it together um and then of course the joke being there that once they cut back to rosario uh which is kind of an awkward again the, the timing of stuff is very awkward because they don't they didn't change camera angles that much, because it was all on one stage, but when they cut to Rosario, it clearly feels like, like, whoops, like, we, we cut too quickly, or we cut too too late. Like, it, it's very live TV-esque, it, where- It you know, shows you the power of editing. Yes, because it just felt clumsy. It felt awkward. Which is, you can't- again, I, don't, I hate trying to, like, like-
2: We didn't get to, like- I feel like we didn't get to see the reveal, like, too clearly- that like and I, that the they, whole they bathroom did it too
0: late or too early probably because they were breaking they had to wait a couple extra seconds yeah and then it just it threw off the timing or something I don't know but it just felt like even it's like okay to describe it when it cuts to her the camera has to wiggle a little bit because she's not right on her mark yet or she already is on her mark and moving so like the camera when it cuts to a different scene usually stays where it is because that's the whole multicam situation but in this it's not. It's not multicam in the sense that they're not stopping, setting up the next shot. They're doing it live, so it's just never going to be as clean. It's it's very awkward. <laughs> and so there's a couple seconds where she's just, like, wandering around. But then the, the, I, I did also kind of find this pretty good, where uh, it's revealed that she has the entire place spotless in 20 seconds. But then we get this, like, terrible, like, 20-second long, like, minute, like, uh, scene where the, the group all wanders around, like, in awe of her cleaning it. Which is funny, but, like we don't need that. Like, I don't need to know that, like, Will and Grace are amazed at Rosario's cleaning skills. Like,
1: uh, I felt weird. Yeah, it was just a little awkward awkward. because of the fact that they had to, like, linger on her long enough to get the other four to the other set, the clean set. So it was kind of like the camera was on her for too long because they had to shuffle the other four to the next set over. Yeah, so the- what we're
0: saying is that the the trash set, like the set, is covered in cotton balls and lotion and cream and all kinds of crazy shit in the pill bottles, and it cuts back and nothing is on the floor. It's all v. so it it would have it's like a a, two, a day and a half's worth of work she gets done in about five seconds, and that's the joke obviously. But she's clearly on a different set that's just identical but clean, so they have to run from one to the other. And it just, it's all very frazzled. And uh, you can't blame, that's always something that I'm always a little lenient about, but it just, it sticks out because honestly the, the camera work, although it was, you know, not an amazing episode, it's not too bad, so it, it sort of stuck out compared to the rest of it, where it was like, oops, this is kind of clumsy. And then we get the terrible weirdly like racist oh, joke from Karen, which is not weird, I guess. That's like part of the course of Karen, but um, she says, uh, when I free you, you're getting a four, 42 acres and a mule. And I was I was just like, oh, okay, I forgot that the show was this scathing. Like, Jesus Christ, that's a horrible joke to make about. Like, just literally like calling her a slave right in front of everybody. And everyone in the audience cracks up. Uh, and then they confront Karen about her not inviting them. I, honestly, I must have watched this scene, like, six times. I still don't understand what went on. Do you guys understand
1: it? Um, well, I guess the gist of it is they're like, you know they wonder why she never invited them and you know karen's trying to play it off like oh this is only the second year and um i you know i invited you this year and grace is like we know we know it's been 10 and we know that rosario invited us and so karen says that the reason they were never invited is that she was afraid if they knew about this party they would stop taking her to this crappy dinner that they take her to every year where it's just the four of them And she says, that crappy dinner is the thing that I look forward to the most. That's my real birthday.
0: Okay. Well, that's actually nice. But I literally, there was so much happening in this scene. Like, everyone's, like, they're cutting from person to person, and they're all talking, and the audience is losing it. I just could not listen. I couldn't understand what she was saying. I listened to it so many times, it was blowing my mind. But, uh, yeah, so, so they confront her, and then they all kind of have, like, a little, like, hug it out moment where they feel bad about it, and they decide they're gonna go to Chinatown anyway, because it's Chinatown, and everyone loves it, and happy and, ending. Oh, and, and, uh, yeah.
1: friendship. And, and Will's <laughs> like, you know, I, we thought it was because you were embarrassed by us, and she's like, she says, how in the world could I ever be embarrassed by you? And then she says to Grace, honey, you have a tampon in your hair. Which is, if that had been a pill bottle, it would be great.
0: But, um, so, and there of course the the hilarious joke being that they're all covered in all kinds of crazy shit, and she... Could never be embarrassed by people that look as ridiculous as they are, um, and then of course, just to wrap it up, the runner Matt Lauer comes back in. He's like, "Oh, I had to pee so bad," and then runs off to sit down, just like Will did. And then ha 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 jokes, and that's it. That's curtain that's call. the end of the episode. And we get the curtain call, like the literal curtain call of everybody coming out. Matt Lauer first, and uh, that's it. That's that's the episode. So I mean it's a struggle because this is a show that definitely got less and less amusing to a lot of people, myself included, but it was so good when it was good that it's hard to hate the characters. It's more annoying to just, Go back and watch them do something that's not as good as
2: they've done because I, they're I want y'all so to good. go and watch the season eight premiere, alive and sticking, because it is a is good kinda- live episode that they do, um, and I, it's, it makes this one even more frustrating because they like had a good live episode. Alec Baldwin's in it, and he's—I mean, he's Alec Baldwin, so he's great. Um, so, so y'all should go and watch "Alive and Sticking" because it's it's actually enjoyable. But it's
1: it's just they made the mistake then of being like we did it so great one time, let's do it again. And it's like sometimes don't do that. Just yeah, but they, leave they it put it alone. zero
2: thought into this one. Yeah, like it just seems so last minute that that's that's like the only explanation I can I can put in my head is that they they were just like. Oh, we need to do another live episode, and we don't have time to write it or anything, and we Clearly. don't have a budget.
0: They probably didn't spend that much on it.
2: I no, I mean they have not... literally only seven cast members,
0: yeah, and they it was two rooms like we were saying one, but it's basically one i don't know it's just it's tough and it's really hard to watch because you're like, oh my god, these people. I just kept thinking like, these are like trained stage actors. Yeah. Give them something better to do than like twenty minutes of of Benny Hill skit like skits. It was ridiculous.
1: It feels like it was written for a show where the actors are not that good. Right. Like that's the kind of script you would give actors that you don't trust with live material. But you have these like really incredible comedic stage actors just go that's for I, it. Be ambitious! That's why I say, like, like, have a play or something, you know? It's like, you might as well be ambitious because even if you fail, people will be like, well, you I know, tried. at least you really worked hard. Yeah. Instead of, like, well, clearly everybody just phoned in this script and nobody cares. Like...
0: Like, have Jack put on, like, fucking, like, a streetcar named Desire or something stupid. Like, that'd be hilarious. Or, like, hair or cats or something stupid, but it'd be, like... Oh my god, just the idea of them all trying to perform a, a, a hokey, ridiculous parody Of a of a Broadway play would be perfect Because these are literally Broadway Superstars, so it's like, why can't you Just, like, ah, oh, you have So much talent, you just wasted it But I'm hoping if you're saying the other one's better Maybe that's a little bit more of a, um, you know Um, uplifting It <laughs> than is, watching it this. is, yeah and so, I mean, at least you said you wanted to mention some of the finale because this is like Boy, do on I. its way down. Oh. This is like it's oh. kind of like watching that person fall from the Titanic and like hitting the, uh, the side rails, <laughs> and then the yeah. propeller, and then the falling into the water. <laughs> you know, that, that's that yeah. iconic shot. And why do the only person that always remembers that scene? <laughs> I
2: guess. But I yeah, don't know, but that seems like a perfect analogy for what this yep. is. So yeah.
1: Fun. Yep. <laughs> it's. It's one of those things where, like I, I like I said, I really wasn't watching the show regularly at this point. I was actually in college, and uh, I wasn't watching a lot of things regularly. And but you know, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna come back and watch the finale. It's a big deal, you know. And boy, I, sh- I shouldn't have done that it's, because
2: it's bad. I'm not a fan of it.
1: No, and it it's depressing. It's like the most, one of the most depressing scenarios for a finale it's, I mean it's not, I don't think it's as bad as How I Met Your Mother because at least they didn't kill people Ooh. off. Well should we get but into it's, look, look, we, we don't have to talk about the whole finale but essentially
0: they no. go, they like fast forward in time like And they've, well, they've yeah, like, at this point, for a show
2: that's about like this great friendship and like you know treats it very seriously with like the struggles and like with a lot of heart and then and then they don't they stopped speaking for like a decade or something i don't it's not a decade longer than that
1: it's longer than that uh, because what happens is like near the end of the show like grace is pregnant because she had a one-night stand with her ex-husband leo harry connick jr (sighs) and she gets knocked up but she's like not gonna tell leo and leo's like off doing doctors without borders or whatever and um so she decides she's gonna raise the baby with will but then near the end of the season, she's like having second thoughts, and um, Leo comes back, and she decides to get back together with Leo. And so then, like God cut knows to why. Two, yeah, like cut to two years later, and she has the baby, and she's married to Leo, and now Will is back together with Bobby Cannavale's character, and they have a baby so like they're having these like happy lives but separate but like jack and karen are like we really need to get them back together you know we miss them together and blah blah isn't so, karen like dating rosario at some point too no that's in grace has a dream oh, okay. of like the potential future where she's got where she's like in a tracksuit with a big butt and will's bald and they're miserable and but karen's yeah. dating rosario oh. in the dream yeah and jack's married <laughs> and jack's married to kevin bacon that's the was beginning of the finale. oh yeah yeah. Okay. yeah so anyway so they like get them to like meet up and then they have this like dinner and everything's really nice and you think okay you know it's two gears of them not talking i kind of you know understand that they need to like go off and they've always been very codependent that's been their big issue so they go off and you know actually start lives separately like, okay, now they're going to, like, be friends again, and everything's going to be great. And then they kind of decide that they're just so different now, and they don't speak for 16 more years. What the fuck is wrong with this when, stupid show? Yeah. When, <sighs> now, when now their children are now, like, 18 or 19, going into freshman year of college and moving into dorm rooms across the hall from each other, which is how Willa Grace met... So, which is
0: just hilariously, it's fucking New York City, right? Like, what in the world are these two kids gonna marry? Or marry? Like, meet in a, a, a random
1: of all of the. It just makes me. But reliving. that's the destiny of
2: it. That's yeah, because there's a whole thing, thing, about, a whole thing about, like, like, about their yeah, there's their a whole line about uh... their, friendship uh...
1: their friendship being faded, and they always said it was How destiny. It? We don't talk for Yeah, well, it was years. faded, but I guess now it's faded that they were supposed to be friends and then have these kids, so those kids would grow up and marry each other. After them not talking for 16 years. And so then they run into each other at the dorms when they're moving the kids in and, like, rekindle their friendship. And it's just so upsetting to me because the whole show is about this friendship and how close they are and how they really are each other's soulmates, even with having other people in their lives romantically. And I'm just thinking, like, I, I think of my close friendships, my closest friendships... And, like, yeah, I can see growing apart and maybe not spending as much time with each other. But, like, you're not going to go 16 years without speaking to your best yeah, friend. Yeah, and
2: especially since, like, they had been, they had both wanted families for so long. And then they, like, finally get these families, but they uh, completely abandon each other. And they're missing out on the experience of, like, each other's kids childhoods and like they were supposed to do all of these things together and like even though like they don't have to like co-parent them or whatever like they should have been involved in each other's children's lives and like i mean i get what they were going for with the destiny but it it really it it cuts a little too deep it's it's it is very upsetting i would
1: have been totally okay if they had the two gears apart If they had stopped that there and they had just, like, you know, come back together and been like, wow, wow, it's just, like, you know, where we left off except now we're better people.
0: Part of the struggle is that you have episodes like the one we watched, which is, like, a pointless live episode where they're just stuck in a fucking bathroom. And then the last two episodes of the show are jumping ahead 16 years. Like, maybe start to see... This is why I always go back to Parks and Recreation, because I fell away from that show for a while as well, which I found... I was kind of... Oh, this is so romantic. I was not really on the show for romance. But, I mean, I went back and watched it. It's fine. But, so I kind of got a little bit jaded with it, but then I went back and watched it, because I was like, oh, a time jump. Shows usually either really nail or really fuck up a time jump. Yeah. Let me see how this does it. And that always, to me, is, like, the epitome of, like, crushing it, because... I I bought that they- the reason why that show worked with this time jump is because they did it in the beginning of the season and used the entire rest of the series explaining why things- like, they didn't just, like, brush under the rug. You can't have a time jump that large, even just the two years is enough, but the 16 following that, you can't have a time jump that large and not, like, dwell on it for more than one episode, let alone the last episode. Like, that's crazy. And- it's not fun to end a show that you care that much about that's been eight years running on a a dream and then a an estranged yeah. friendship
1: like, to how me fun is i that? when I watch a show, especially a comedy for God's sakes and I, I want what I want from a finale for a show that I care about is I don't want it to be a complete betrayal of everything the show has been about up to this point exactly and to me that's what how i met your mother did because it was supposed to be the love yep. story of ted and the mother and it turned out to be a complete betrayal of that and it turned out to be the love story of ted and robin which is a whole other argument and rant for another day and to me the will and grace that is the name of the show not grace and harry connick jr and will and bobby cannavale i i did not that's not what i wanted it was a betrayal to me of the core concept of the show. That's how the show was advertised was look at these two great friends and a, and,
2: a, and a lot of the a lot of the problems with it lie lie within the character issues yeah. of Leo and like all the stuff surrounding that because Leo's awful, and then like they consistently have i mean maybe maybe I take it a little too sensitively as a gay man myself, but they consistently have like grace choosing leo mm-hmm. over will and not that like not i mean obviously there should eventually be a man in her life that like she dedicates her life to but it's not fucking leo and but here's, the, he's thing. Just here's so... the thing
0: that pisses me off about that which I, again i'm not a gay man but like i i think it's it's almost like it's disrespectful you're right to to a, a larger degree because it seems to me like the odd the option there is not to have a uh gay best friend slash life mate partner whatever you want to say because they, they were literally partners essentially just uh, you know uh, what do you call it platonic partners but it's saying that you have to choose between having a gay male best friend or a husband you can't have both yeah there's right there's still some competition there because it almost even like I love I love Will and Grace and I love that they did actually eventually tackle that but they always almost left up in the air like it is he gonna Make out with her like you almost like kind of it was like wait what he's a gay man no but like they almost kind of left that up like it it wasn't that she was choosing him as a friend to keep him in her life it was like her choosing him as a friend to keep her in his life was the equivalent of her choosing him as a lover
1: I'm like that's not the same thing yeah you don't understand how that's they made it yeah they made it an all or nothing scenario yeah like that's that's not not at all how it would work in real life like yeah exactly.
0: Like what the fuck kind of straight man can be threatened by a gay man? Like, are you out of your mind? I mean, I know, I'm sure it happens all day, but <laughs> it's just stupid. Like, it's just not. You're not getting the same thing from the relationship necessarily because obviously the physical part of it is not there at all. Especially for Will and Grace, they weren't for the entire series together, so it just felt very. It feels like a, it feels like a betrayal of the friendship, and and it's just not fair to the idea. The show is about friendships between people from all different, like, walks of life. Everyone mm-hmm. is uh, straight, bi, uh, gay, like, everything, everything in between, like, they are just friends, like, the, it almost, the, the relationship we mentioned with the Jack and the Will stuff was a joke, and then there's always the stuff with Grace and, and, uh, and Karen obviously is a joke as well, but usually the, the great thing about these four characters is they were like all best friends and mm-hmm. the romance stuff although it's always been joked at was almost irrelevant and then to make it suddenly like the number one big deal in the last season is just not really fair and it always kind of felt weird too because it felt like Vince never had a problem with with you know, Will hanging out with Grace that I remember so uh, he was sometimes like... threatened
2: by her too but I mean, okay. because, I mean because like you said they're both very codependent and I mean, they do their best to try and tackle that. But I guess that's... I mean, that's the main issue, like you were saying, is that they treat it like it's one or the other. You can't... You can't have both. Um, and it does
0: almost feel like... I mean, I know that... you're And that makes more sense if Vince also felt a little threatened, but it still also felt, felt like we had to... It was like... At the end of the day, the show was... The show's plot was being decided by some random interloping straight white guy. Like,
1: yeah. What does he have to do with this? I have to read you and an he's event, a have,
2: garbage human. Yeah,
1: I have to read you God this idea, quote from Max Muchnick who one of the creators of the show. And they yeah. they actually had not worked on the show for four years, I think. Three, four years. And they came back and wrote the series finale, which makes it even more oh, of a betrayal. And so his, his his quote regarding the finale is, we wrote about what you want to have pe- happen with the people you love. I think Will and Grace end up very fleshed out. They end up as full adults. All the things that matter in life, they end up having. And I find that fucking infuriating. Like,
2: Ew. yeah, I
1: get, like, the oh. idea of wanting them to, like, break free a little bit and be full adults and be able to have other relationships but the, all the things that matter in life they end up having is so narrow-minded. It yeah, really is. Because,
2: like, it's, my it's, friendships are the most important thing too. in my yeah, life. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: And I'm not trying to act like kids aren't important, but it's actually it's even more offensive in but some
2: ways. I was about to say, like it is kind of annoying for it to be, like, marriage and children should be priorities. And you should, and you you know? should throw
1: your best friend in the trash so you can have that life. and then And then yeah. once your kids are out of the house, you can be friends again. Yeah, once they're all
0: fucking each other at college But so, like, it's a struggle there as well Because it feels like, well What's what's the whole found family aspect of the show? The whole point is that the four friends are basically their own little, like, unit But the idea of having multiple families And, like, like I mean, not to be like Oh, look at Modern Family Because Modern Family is pretty boring some of the time But, like, at least that show equates, like Look fucking, like, people are messy. People are family, like, families are all over the place. Like, you don't have to have, like, this neat cookie-cutter family, and yeah, if you have the family, you have to say goodbye right. to all your friends. Like, the whole point is that your friends are your family, and your family are your friends. Like, that's the fucking, like, yeah. tenet of this show, and it's to throw that out the disappointing, window disappointing,
2: especially coming from, like, I mean, what was the, like, one of the gayest things on television at the time, and, like, the only thing yeah. sort of, like, pushing like positive gay, gay, agenda? gay messages yeah and, <laughs> <for> and gay <laughs> the gay agenda, agenda. Capital Capital for it to totally like push the, the family it. and kids and you know it's just very like anti what the show represented Yeah, for a lot of people it's
0: sad. Oh, man, guys. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm so glad I can finally, like, let loose here. <laughs> someday, let someday it all when out. we start repeating more often, maybe we'll get to that finale yeah. episode. I don't even know if I can handle it. We're barely going to be able to put it together for a How About Your Mother episode, because it's going to be 90% us oh, screaming, I'm sure. Oh, <sighs> Jesus Christ. But, yeah, so this show, it, it, this is a point where it's kind of like the nosedive of the series happened probably even prior to this, but this episode that we watched is kind of like, it's already in a tail dive. It's yeah.
2: arguably... If, unless there's something I'm forgetting, it is arguably the worst episode of the series.
0: Yeah, I would I would agree with that. And the finale is, is
1: probably better shot and all that kind of... A,
2: yeah, I mean, and the has finale uplaw. has good moments. The finale, like... The finale has... It's not
1: yeah, completely and the, awful and the Jack the Jack and Karen stuff and oh Beverly God. Leslie's in the finale of course oh that's my God. all yeah. really fun yeah so yeah. like the Jack and Karen stuff is great and they actually end up exactly how you want Jack and Karen to end up which is just together forever living in a house with Rosario so mm-hmm. how can they nail that and then just not care about Will and Grace yeah the and they have they have the Karen show. they have Karen always looking exactly the same while everyone else ages and it's <laughs> which is so good perfect yeah. <sighs> Which is just, again, it's the How I Met Your Mother thing, where everything else, there's
0: several amazing moments in it, and then everything just spirals out into nonsense. So, uh, someday we'll get to it, but I'm glad we got to that a little bit, because I think, like, the struggle with this show is that you're watching characters that you love so much do things that are not even amusing. So why feel, are you watching I feel
1: it? really like a weight's been lifted, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. Do we have any other the wrap-up thoughts? I think we kind of nailed it, guys. Yeah, I think that we did. Oh, it. Let's get the plug. So, what's up with you, Lisa? Uh, as usual, I'm on Twitter, at it's Lisa e, and I write for the Televixen, and my blog, and I link everything there, so you can always read me there. Check it out. Awesome. And what's up with you, Michael?
2: Oh, just the usual, just follow me on Twitter, uh, at as underscore seen on TV, um, where I, I don't know, I mainly just, like, get drunk and watch TV, and I don't know, tweet when I'm bored at work.
0: Amazing. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> then, uh, Lots of amazing. television
2: thoughts in all caps.
0: <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, awesome. So, and then as always, I am at Mar E on Twitter. Next to the episode of the show, speaking of, is the uh, infamous Big Bang Theory, season three, episode two, the Jiminy Conjecture. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of two people have to get drunk to have sex. <laughs> Hilarity. <laughs> uh, and the B plot is finding uh, cricket oh uh, so <laughs> uh, stay tuned for that Have fun with that travesty um, and uh, as always you can get us on twitter at the televoid you can email us at the televoid at gmail.com rate subscribe review us on itunes and uh, until next time guys thanks for wandering into the televoid see you then bye